should be over in just a minute. So I think we'll go ahead and call tonight's meeting to order. Uh, first up is the approval of the agenda. Um, I do believe in action item 6.4, there was an addition after the printed agenda, approve Iowa Volkswagen Settlement Environmental Mitigation Agreement. So that is a change. Any other changes? Not to entertain a motion to approve. So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the agenda. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Make a note for John there. And we'll start with the pledge. To the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Eastack County empowers all students to become productive, responsible citizens of an ever-changing global society. We'll take a minute now for public input on non-agenda items. We'll move on to John's report. Anything? Yeah, I don't have anything tonight other than you'll get your June financial in August. So we still have claims out with the state and invoices coming in for tuition. So. Okay. <coughs> Any other correspondence? All right. If not, then I think we'll roll into the construction project. Yeah, so when we go out, we're going to go out these doors over here. Um, Jim from Wilshins is the foreman. He's going to meet us. So if you have any questions, um, but he can talk about anything about construction. You know, we had a few setbacks early, but other than that, they've been going pretty well here. Also, uh, so we'll do that real quick, and then uh, when we come back in, we'll pick up with uh, you guys. Okay, so everybody, head on out. So while Beth's getting set up, Jason and Andrew are going to be coming pros. They visit with students and staff members and, and our SIAC committee, if I remember right, talking a little bit about um, some direction they'd like to help um, think in big terms of just the culture of ESAC County. And so that's kind of been their intent. And so tonight they're going to present to the board um, some of their, their work that they've done um, in helping get out the communication about this this uh, reimagined um, group and so we'll turn it over to Andrew and, and to Jason and and thank you again for yeah. for your efforts yeah, it's been a while since we've done this <laughs> so might be a little rusty give me just a second here we did have a meeting uh, when was it right before uh, the 4th of July yeah, yeah. Um, with not as many people as we wanted but there was a lot of things going on there was a there was a swim meet here, and there were some ball, little kids' ball games. And, but we had a nice turnout, and we're trying to get a committee to just talk about things and get some ideas bumping around with people in the communities and parents. So hopefully we're going to have one before, another one before, uh, before school starts. And I, what we tried to do, kind of initially talking about that, is we really wanted good representation across the whole district try to get families from every community um, you know some with kids some without kids just to kind of get a feel and get a lot of different viewpoints and information um, I thought there was good representation from the communities there um, I thought everybody said 
was open, you know, said a lot of really good things. I think we didn't know the exact direction of this group. I mean, we were obviously had a plan and we, we wanted to do a few things, but I feel like after that meeting, we have a little bit more of a detailed plan or a detailed path of what we want to try to do initially to get things going. So we'll talk a little bit about that at the very end. But um, Andrew Phillips. Jason. Hopefully everybody knows me. Yeah. <laughs> Presented to a lot of you guys already, but um, kind of what we did. So this presentation is what we presented to both the high school and to the middle school. Um, I thought we had really good attention from the kids. I thought there was a lot of really good questions from the kids. Um, we're not going to get as rah-rah here for you guys, but we'll, we'll at least kind of go through what, what we went through. But um, So we, we started this group, Raider Nation Reimagining, because um, we really felt like this was a really good time. We're building, adding on to the buildings. It was a really good time for us to not only do some outside-in looking, but also some inside-out looking. And not just for staff and admin and board, but for community, for kids, for parents, um, to try to kind of get things maybe moving in a different direction. When we came together as the communities, um, there was a little friction. And uh, I think it's time that we all want to move past that. And it's time to start talking out loud about it. And it's um, something that we felt really passionate about. We spent a lot of hours outside of our jobs to kind of try to get an idea started here and include everyone. So um, Raider Nation Reimagine, that's kind of why we're here, just to talk about that. But what we wanted to tell the kids is there's a lot of good things happening in our school district. We're really lucky to be in this school district. Um, good things are happening in the communities. Look around Sac City. <laughs> I mean, lots of things are going on. Lakeview, Wall Lake, Auburn. Um, there's tons of really cool things in every community, lots of really good people in every community doing very good things, and we just wanna start communicating about it and start helping everybody look at it at a different angle. Um, talk about structure, attitude, and effort, right? Matt Campbell, Iowa State, that was how he built the foundation of Iowa State football, attitude and effort. Without those two things, it's really hard to do anything in your life. And we, we tried to really talk about that to the kids. Our attitude and our effort is lacking most days in our school, okay? And that's part of the culture change. We want to make sure that we, when we change the culture or we try to change the culture, it is about attitude and effort. And we have to have structure for these kids to make sure they're going up the right path. They can go down the wrong path any day of the week, but we gotta get them to go up the path that makes them, you know, the best they can be, and that's what Matt Campbell is always talking to his kids about. His kids, okay, the best that they can be, not the best what he can be or I can be. It's the best what they can be, and the culture. We need to lay that foundation to the point where, you know what, when you come to high school or if you come to seventh grade, this is what's expected of you, and everybody knows it. And it's the four groups, and we'll talk about that. But everybody knows it: the kids, the parents, the the administration, the board. You know, the community members, the teachers, everybody has to be on the same page because this foundation isn't going to go anywhere if we all try to do it separately. We have to do it all together because Andrew and I can't do it together without all your guys' help. We can't do it without the kids' help. We can't do it without the parents' help. You know, and, and that's what we're trying to get at. 
And then obviously life challenges and participation. We'll talk about that as we go through the slides here. So the main thing, the, the reason we formed this group is literally positive change. It's about the kids. It's about doing the right thing, helping them understand there are a lot of good things here and what we do every single day matters to everybody that you touch and let's keep it positive. Uh, another thing me and Jason talked a lot about is just bringing back the fire, right? We talked about Wall Lake had pride when they were the Comets. Lakeview had pride when we were the Blackhawks. We had pride when the Indians here in Sac City. But now all that history and all that pride has transformed into East Sac Raiders. And we need to bring the fire and the pride back for the communities collectively. And some of that, you know, the parents still have the pride for each individual's for each individual town. Our kids really don't know who they or who they identify with or who. Okay? And that's one of the problems. I come after basketball or baseball and I'd sit down, I don't have anybody to talk to, so I talk to him. And mainly I bitch. Okay? Why do these kids do this? Okay? And nothing bad about the kids. They just don't know what it is to have that pride and integrity for one school. Okay? One end of, you know, it's all about them and what we're trying to do as a group. They just don't understand pride. Their parents do. That's why we have more problems. If they just get, you know, get over the pride of their old schools, okay, then it would be a lot easier. But, but that's awesome. Pride's awesome. That's how people are, that's who makes that person, okay? And so when we talk to these kids, that's one of the things that we really want them to believe in is pride for East Sac County. And I think, too, we talked a lot about, you know, there's so much talent here in these communities. There's tons of talent. And we just have to let these kids know that we are behind them as parents, as communities, as school, as board, whatever it may be. Um, and I think sometimes, even myself included, we forget about that. And we take the easy street. Um, and I've been, since we started this, I've tried really hard to be volunteering, participating, trying to make sure that I get everywhere I need to be if I'm asked or showing up unexpected just to help out as much as possible. Because we have to have role models, we have to have leaders and, and teachers across the board. Um, and then I think the other thing, I feel like sometimes kids are afraid to voice their opinion to all of us. And I just want them to know that no matter if it's good, bad, or indifferent, we have their backs and we want to help mold them into the people that they're going to be because life is not easy. So, good. So we talked about the buildings. Um, some of the things that we're doing here, um, Rustic River and Phillips Ag, um, we donated the door wrap down at Lakeview. Um, I know Bellcox, and I don't know if, if Jesse um, Goetz are also donated the door wrap here. Obviously the new building's coming up, but the other things that we're doing is um, we did a Raiders Nation Ambassadors Club, and I'll let Jason talk about that and the parade stuff. You know, the Ambassadors Club is something I got from a different school. Um, it's and we we didn't get implemented last year before the school got out, so we're going to try to do it this year. And we haven't talked to any of the principals about it, but we're going to try to get you know teachers to nominate kids that have done something for them or did something for another kid. Um, we have T-shirts that say "I am." Uh, an ambassador and then on the back or in the front it says Raider Nation so say for like instance a basketball game or a football game or a volleyball game okay if you're an ambassador and we don't want people on the floor 
we're going to have four or five kids out there saying, hey, stay off the floor, okay? Um, or rope it off so they can't get on the floor or onto the field or maybe we have, you know, some of the ambassadors coming up and they can wear their ambassador shirt and read to the elementary kids or something to that effect. Um, and I, I'm going to get input from, you know, the teachers on that. But that's something the teachers are going to, I would like the teachers to nominate the kids. I'm not in the school, so I'm not, that's not what I'm about, okay? So if we can, and you know, every month we maybe have two or three or four or eight. You know, I'd like a, a girl and a boy in each class for that month, uh, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, so we'd have eight. Um, and we can do it for the junior high too. You know, that's something that would be fun. Um, it's just to show a little bit of appreciation to the kids. Um, and since the teachers are the ones that hopefully will, uh, you know, nominate them, um, they will do something, you know, and because I was the biggest suck up you'll ever see in the whole wide world, okay? Uh, I was. I didn't want to be in class. So whatever our superintendent and principal wanted us to do, I did it. So I didn't have to be in class, okay? <laughs> I, and that's the truth, okay? And I run around on the halls all the time. I had his keys. And I went pretty much went wherever I wanted. But that was because he trusted me, okay? And that's where we want to get. We want to get to the point where the teachers can trust the kids, the kids can trust the teachers, and they can trust their parents and everybody else. And so what we did, just to get it kind of out there, we put a sign on top of his side-by-side, uh, -side, and it says Raider Nation uh, Ambassadors on it. And uh, we had four or five kids walking beside the thing. We, we bought some cups. And we give out candy and cups. And what do the cups say? They say uh, they just say Raider Nation reimagined. The tides are changing, and they're little red cups. And yeah. I tell you what, down at Lakeview um, Saturday, that's everybody. I want a cup. I want a cup. And we give out two hundred and twenty-some cups in about thirty minutes. So, so at least we're getting our name out there, okay? And I think you know communication and awareness and everything that goes along with that is going to be how we change. And, and get to where we want to go. And the last thing that we're going to do is um, we're going to just put up some real simple signs throughout the communities that just say Greater Nation, tides are changing. Uh, we might put some some of our keywords that the SIAC committee talked about on those just to kind of say what's going on here. You know, what, what are we doing throughout these communities? What are all these signs? And then we'll rotate those every three, four, five months as we go through. And uh, trophies. Trophies Plus is helping us. They're being really good to they're us. They're being awesome to um, us, yeah. They're kind of giving us to us for cost, yeah. okay? And they said they'll do whatever we want them to do. Yeah. And they said if we come like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, they'll try to get it out by Friday. So yeah. they're, they're, they've been really good. Yeah, so, yep. All right, community strength. Um, we got kind of just hit it on this earlier, but new businesses, right? Cattlemen's. Um, we got the rent place or the, the, the water rental place down in Lakeview. Wall Lakes, um, they're doing some cool stuff with the school down there, I think. Um, so there's lots of really cool things going on. Uh, Auburn's got a new restaurant getting yeah. put together. And a lot of new things happening in Sac County for sure. Um, new attractions, I mean, the beautification of Sac City is really cool to watch. I think that's really neat for our communities. Um, and then, the big thing that we talked about in our committee meeting the other night was participation. Participation of everyone. And then not only that, but being inclusive to every single parent, every single kid, every person that we possibly can be inclusive to and is willing to work with us and help us and try to make things better. 
to being super inclusive, but changing a habit, and that's going to take a long time. I don't know how many years, but it's going to take a lot of years. The funny part about it is we asked quite a few people to come, and they wanted to come, but the biggest thing that everybody said was, I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll come, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. The first thing I said, no, you can't do that. We're all adults. You better be able to speak your mind, and nobody needs to get mad because it's your opinion. It's your ideas. We're here to hear everything. And it was, it was really good because we had some people that wanted to keep their mouth shut, and they didn't. And they did a very, they did a very good job of being politically correct, okay? But they had good ideas, and that was, that's what needs to be said. You know, and, so. I, and I think for your guys' ears, we had about 30 groups of parents and people. We thought maybe we could get 10 that would say yes to doing it. Every single one said yes. They want to help us do this and make change. So I think that's pretty powerful in itself that all these people are interested in helping. Getting them there to help is another step, but at least they said yes in the first place. Um, we were talking about the brochures that we want to make, but Sac County, we're pretty pretty lucky to live in one rural America. Um, I think what COVID has taught us, for one, is that rural America is a really cool place to be and has a lot of freedom and it gives you a lot of opportunity outside of um, maybe living in a big city or whatever it may be. But what did you say? Sac County is the what was it, seventh the best place yeah, to live? Yeah. I mean, that's in a brochure, so obviously they've done their data and they've done their research. Nobody knows about that. I mean, we're lucky. We have natural lakes. We have river streams. We've got pretty much anything we really want to do here. We kind of live in a really cool area. Um, so I think that's really important just to get that out there to our kids, get that out to the community members that we live in a really neat area and a place with a lot of opportunity. Well, that's why we do have pride with our parents. You know, we have to get the kids to understand as a big district, you know, that pride can really get a lot better and bigger just for the simple reason because Sac County is pretty special. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's why it's called East Sac County instead of mm -hmm. OEBCIG or something like that. <laughs> um, I'll let him handle the bottom part, but I, I put this quote on here for the kids just because I thought it was really good for them to hear, right? Studying is hard, failing is hard, choose your heart. Obesity is hard, being fit is hard, choose your heart. Being in debt is hard, being financially disciplined is hard, choose your heart. Communication is hard, not communicating is hard, choose your heart. But the point of this is life will never be easy, it will always be hard, but you can choose the path and the hardness that you want. And I think that's really important because life, life hits after high school and I think a lot of kids think, oh, I did, let's just get through school. Life will get better once I get through school, right? And then you get through school, and oh, let's just get through college, and then let's get married, and then it'll be better, and then kids, and then I, you're my age, <laughs> you know? So I just think it's really important to, to, I think that's a big thing that was happening when I was a kid, right? Trying to push your kid to the next level, and sometimes I think we just need kids, we're trying to make them better people, and we're trying to make ourselves better people. And I think that's really important for us to live in the moment and try to let these kids understand life is hard if we're trying to prepare you for life. Not prepare you for middle school, not prepare you for high school, but prepare you for life and how to handle adversity. You know, we decided when we were sitting in Andrew's house, we kind of came up, who do we have to get to? 
Okay? So we decided to make four groups. Okay? The administration board, that's right here. You know, you're the you're the top dog. We we go through Jeff pretty much all the time. You know, we need to we have to ask him, okay, can we do this? We're thinking about doing this. Okay? The next group, you know, your teachers and coaches, right? Who sees kids, a certain kids more than anybody? The teachers and coaches. Okay? They see them all the time. They might see them more than their parents. Student, athletes, whatever. Okay? We have a group of them. We need to change everything for them. If this is for them. It's not for the teachers and coaches. It's not for the administration board. And it's not for the parents and communities. This is for the kids. And of course, the parents and the community members. Okay? So there's our four groups. We, you know, we thought we have to have some groups because we kind of split it up so we can attack. And I'm going to say attack. We have to attack each group differently. Right? Because each group is on a different level. You know, one of the biggest things that was said to me after we talked to the high school kids, they didn't know what culture is. And I'm thinking, yeah, they probably don't. And that was our fault. Okay? Communication. Now we need to teach them what culture really is. Now it's different for everybody. You know, it's different for him, it's different for me, it's different for all of you guys. But it's really different for each individual kid. Culture is probably different for the parents too. What do they always remember? The past. They're not really looking for the future most of the time. Okay? So when we did these four groups, this is kind of how we split it up. Um, right or wrong? I, you know, it, it was just too big of a challenge, right? You start looking at this 5,000 foot view and it's like, how are we going to do this? Well, what do you need from the administration board? What are you asking for? What are you looking for? We're, we're not asking for anything. Well, you should ask for something. So well, get to you. <laughs> but for right now, for right now, our main goal is to get communi communicate with you what we're trying to do. Okay. Appreciate. We're, we're trying. We're you know, and the whole thing was the kids got out of school. We got to them first. Okay. And we got to the parents and communities. We've gotten a few of them. That's what we're trying to do. The you know the parades, and we're going to do the signage. You know, the teachers and coaches, we hit them fairly. We did that before the kids also, uh, just mainly because they had a PD day and we got to talk to them for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. Um, we're not asking for anything. We're just, we want, we want support. Well, I don't have a problem with that. If you can, find, if you can find something else. You know, we're not, we're, we don't want money. Well, we That's all good. want money. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying. We want ideas. If anybody has ideas. You know, that's we want input. We we want we want you guys because you're leaders of all the communities. You we want you guys talking to your to your coworkers, to your friends. To I mean, I'm out on the lake the other day swimming, and uh, I'll use Adam and Sarah Babcock. They send their kids to Shaler Crescent. We just got to talking, and and, and uh, I brought up the group. She goes, "Yeah, I saw that on Facebook." She goes, "What's that all about?" I told her. She goes. If you guys can get that done, she goes, we're going to have to do something different with our kids in a couple years anyway. We would love to come back to ESAC. I mean, that's a really small, specific example, but I, there's those things that are, are out there, and I think that's what we're at. We're trying to educate, or not educate, we're trying to communicate to everybody what this group is trying to do so that you guys can be a part of that and talk through it with people and make sure that it's always positive. I've had people come up to me and, you know, 
this is what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's negative. Everything you just said was negative. We are positive. We're going to keep it positive. This is about the kids. We're going to do this the right way, which is going to take longer than it would if you did it other ways. But that's the whole point of it. So um, but that's why we made the groups. We had to break it down so we could. And one of the best things, you know, and I'm going to stroke Kevin over here a little bit. He used the ripple effect, okay? The ripple effect is it just keeps building. If you throw, you know, a rock in the pond, the ripples just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think right here, this is the, where the rock hits, okay? If we don't have support from you guys, then it probably doesn't go anywhere, right? And the ripple just keeps getting bigger. Now, the ripple starts with the administration of the board, it gets to the teachers, then it gets to the students, and then it gets to the parents. But it has to be all at the same time. You know, it's got, it, it can't be a little, quick little ripple, okay? It's gotta be a big old wave, like out in the ocean, that hits everybody at once, okay? Because, and we've talked about this, we figured there's gonna be 25% that will follow us, regardless of what happens. There's 25% that will say, you're stupid and you can't get it done. So there's 50% in between. Which way are they going to go? Are they going to go to the people that don't think we can get it done or the people that are, will get it done? So we need to get that ripple effect to that 50% so they come here. And so we have 75% that can come back to 25% that will always beat you up. And we struggle with that every day with farmers selling stuff. We get beat up every day. But three days later, he's your best friend. So if you can get that ripple effect going, we maybe be, we'll get from that 25% to say that you won't get it done, we'll get another 15 and then there's 10% and they'll leave. And we're, we're just trying to, we're here because we're trying to keep the momentum through the summer, right? Everybody's spread out, vacations, they're gone. We're trying to keep that momentum that we had the last month of school push it through, and then get really prepared for August, September, and real, if we're gonna try to make a really big push with all of the volunteers that we currently have to try to get this out there. Because everybody needs to know what we're trying to do, right, across the board, whether they agree or not, they need to know what we're doing so that they can either be a part of it or they can do whatever they want with it. Um, so something we've asked the schools to communicate more, right, more Facebook posts about what's going on. Um, I don't always look at the calendar, but then I get a text or I get a Facebook post about this is going on tonight. So more communication from the school. We've asked the teachers and coaches just to be inclusive with each other, help each other, work together, partner with each other. And then also, obviously the ambassador program is gonna be an ask from us to the teachers. Um, coaches just help schedule each other, You know, work together, try to make sure that you know this conflict and this conflict are inclusive so that all the kids can get where they need to go. So that's some, that's some of the stuff we've asked the teachers and coaches. Students, participation. And we've already done that. We've asked kids to come walk in the parade. We're asking kids to volunteer for Rag We're asking kids to volunteer for Farm Fest and for Lakeview Carnival and all these things. We're asking kids to participate, right? That's their biggest thing is participate, listen, have fun, come be with your friends. Be positive. And one of the nice things about me being a coach, I can get to some of the kids, okay, and talk to them. And I ask them a lot of questions. 
and they're pretty straight up with me, I believe, because they trust me, and and I respect them when they tell me the truth. And we've gotten some kids to just open up about what they want to see and what they want to do that's different. And that gives us ideas, and we are going to communicate that to our group, you know, so they have ideas. Go ahead and go to the next slide. So we talked about culture. We asked the kids if there was, there was good culture. Basically a, a widespread no. Now, I think some of them probably didn't understand exactly what culture is, and for every person, culture is different, right? But obviously, comfort is a big thing, and especially in the middle school, the comfort level is low, from what we heard. Yeah. Um, high school is better, but I still think there's definitely some hurdles that we need to address to help these kids and these teachers, you know, trust and respect and do all those things. But I think kind of what we decided to do on culture was just what is culture? It's a huge word. For us, it's these th these three basic things to try to get the process started. It's communication, which leads to respect once you understand, and then trust once you respect somebody. And they all wrap around to each other, right? Obtaining culture is hard, sustaining culture is harder. And so what we're doing today, what we've been doing for four months now, is the very tip of the iceberg. We have to continue to do this. Culture change is gonna take two to five years at minimum. But if we don't do it now, when do we do it? That's the question that we've asked. If we don't start today, when do we start? And I think we have to start now because there's just a lot of, there's a lot of comments that get said out in public that I don't think need to be said that are not good for anybody. And I feel like if we can get this majority of people, majority of community, communities to work together, we can, we can start nipping that in the bud. I really do, I think that's possible. So that's kind of what we try to talk about with culture, but it's way bigger than that. It's just a start, it's a foundation. Then we talked about life challenges, and I already kind of talked about this, but you know, what's this all mean to you? What's East Sac County mean to you? If you have pride about East Sac County, do you feel a certain way about East Sac County? If somebody's bad in East Sac County, are you gonna stand up for it? Or are you gonna say, yeah, it's not that great? It's just the small, small steps that we have to take, that ripple effect, to try to make sure that these kids understand. Esac County's a pretty cool place. There's a lot of people that care and support. Obviously, this group has shown that to me anyway. And if the kids know that the parents have their backs from a standpoint of let's do this the right way, let's go out, let's make positive, impactful change, <laughs> I mean, if the kids know that and they believe in where they are, eventually things will start to snowball and we will get more positive talk out in the communities. Um, oh, I was just gonna say, the other thing we really kind of tried to drive home was just life is hard. Life is gonna come at you. There's, you're gonna fail probably more than you succeed. And I talked about the graph of these steps, right? This guy's going up to the steps to get his trophy, and it's fail, 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 succeed. And so no matter how many times you fall down, no matter how many times we have issues with certain things, get back up and go at it again. Because that's how we want to be. We don't want to change the scoreboard. We want to change the way we do our process to get the scoreboard changed. And then the last one is why we're here, participation. So the big thing for us 
is we've asked them to increase communication. We're asking parents and members to come together and move forward in a positive way and to communicate. To communicate is a huge thing, I think, that we fail to do. We fail to communicate all the positive things. And that's some of what we're trying to do. We're trying to communicate that there's so many things out here for us to do a really good job with and so many opportunities. Why don't we all get together and do this together and make it a really powerful thing? And it's, it's happening, it's just slow. And so we're trying, that's going to be, I think, it, that's what we're here to do. <laughs> that's what the communities, the committee that we put together decided to do. As parents, as community members, we are going to try to bring pride and communicate pride and market ESAC County. We are prideful about who we are. We have a lot of things to be prideful about. It's not every day you drive past a, a school in a small town and they're adding on 10,000 square feet. It's not every day we got, we went through the vote process and the community members voted to fund the future of our kids. There's other schools around us that are fighting about those same exact things, but we didn't. We got together and we did it. We're already ahead of some of these others. So that's some of the stuff that we've talked about with parents and, and how to how, what are we going to do as parents and communities to help all of you here? Um, and then, basically, what we had talked about, too, was do we do some type of, what we came up with the name is Raider Nation Pride Drive. Do we do some type of pride drive to get kids out into the communities, get them out in front of people, ask questions, why do you live here? Why are you part of this community? What do you want, what do you want to, why do you want to be here? Because I think it's important for them to understand that. And then it's also really cool for the communities to see kids out, not on their phones, not laying in their bed on a Saturday morning, whatever it may be, see kids actually participating and want to help. And then I think the last thing is <laughs> we can do this. We've had a lot of people, we've had family uh, that are kind of like, good luck. Schools can't do this. There's too many moving parts. And I jumped on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think the thing is is we can do this. And and I was I was nervous, believe me. I was one of the first people it's like I own a business and Jeff said that. He goes, Andrew, you know you own a business, right? And I said, But this isn't about me, it's not about him, it's not about any of you, it's about the kids. And it's about doing the right thing for the kids today. Not tomorrow, today. And so if we keep it about the kids, and we try to make sure that we bring in communication and participation along with attitude, effort, pride, and integrity. I mean, we can do this. I, I really believe we can. And, I, and what really has helped me is calling all these families or sitting in their living rooms, talking to them on a weeknight after we get done with work. And they're just all ears. And they're like, okay, let's do this. And there, there's no hesitation. There hasn't been any hesitation. Actually, actually, that's been the nice part. I don't like talking on the phone and I don't like texting people. So I just go. And if they're there, they're there. I knock on the door and I ask if I can come in. And I don't get to as many people every night as I think I should. But when you're sitting there for an hour and you're talking about this and then they want to come, you know, that's a win. And they, they, they want to see the change too. You know, they're just scared to say anything. I think that's the biggest thing. People, Anna and I don't care about what people think of us, per se. You know, we do, but we don't, okay? A lot of people do. If you stand there, well, we don't want to say too much. No, you'll be fine. You know, go ahead and speak your mind. You know, it's, we're, we're good. 
you know, as, as long as people understand, and that whole group, I think they do understand that we do need to change some stuff, you know, for the better. And, and they want to help. And if you get enough people that want to help, then it's, it gets to be a lot easier. So, after hearing all that, what do you guys, as the board, think you can do to help us? I know it's very new, fresh in your mind, but is there anything that just jumps off your off your brain about, man, this we could do something like this to help you guys? Or, or I would put it back. I'd put this? it back to the administration. That's what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have a comment. Uh, like I said, I, I'm willing to help. I think this whole board likes the idea and the concept of it. Uh, just like I said, when I asked, "What do you need?" and you didn't have anything, so. If you need something, come back to the board and present it. And I think, I mean, I'd certainly listen to it. Um, but a lot of this does, it's going to be more day-to-day -day with the administration, obviously, more day-to-day -day with teachers. I mean, we've all had kids in the school, got grandkids coming up, things like that. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying I won't help. I, I, I'd help, but we need to know how to help probably more than anything that's that's yeah. me i don't know yeah, these, no, these guys might have all the great yeah. answers in the world i yeah. just want to know how to help yeah so. and i think today it was more just communicating with you guys right letting you know that this is happening that you're going to see some some signage and some other stuff happening uh the facebook group talking with your friends and coworkers and whoever you may talk with um that good things are happening that change is in progress uh, i think that's why we're presenting to you we're just making you aware of these are the things that we're trying to do for the kids. Because I have four kids. I hate public speaking. But I tell you what, when you start to get older, a lot of stuff that you care about disappears and a lot more of what your kids care about starts to, to hit you. So um, that's why we're here and that's what we, we're wanting to do. And um, some of the things that I talked to Kevin about on the phone were just a few things that we talked about at the committee. We want to make a commitment card. So you don't have to donate money, you don't have to do anything, but we would love for you to participate in your children's lives, in your communities. You know, how, how would you want to make a commitment to the future of our county? Um, and we've got and, people working on it. Yeah, that, so. and we're going to have a whole bunch of things that they can check whatever they want to do if they want to participate, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in a concession stand somewhere or, you know, help on the sideline at a volleyball game or do whatever they want. Okay, it's up to them, but that's at least a little bit of participation to get more people to do things in our in our district, because it seems like we have all the same people doing everything all the time, and they're getting burned out. And I think that happens in a lot of communities, but I think too, I mean, I'm a perfect example. I mean, I have a nine, seven, four, and two-year-old, and I have not once been asked to work anywhere other than a concession stand. I'm, I'm absolutely willing to do whatever's necessary for the community. It doesn't have to be school related. It can be anything. But I think that's why we're doing this. Because I think a lot of people aren't getting even talked to about it. Or they don't think about it and they're tired and they go home. But if you've got one of your friends calling you asking you to help out, you're a lot more likely to go do that if it's somebody that you trust and respect and communicate with than a random phone call, hey, would you be able to do this? And then you're like, hey, whatever, you know, and move on. So I think that's the whole point of this is we're not, it's not perfect, but it's a start to, to communicate and to pull participation from everyone. This is inclusive. And, you know, one thing I've learned from a few of these meetings that we've had is that, you know, 
I look at my kids and where they live and where they come from, and we tuck them in bed every night and we feed them a hot meal, but not every kid gets that. There's a lot of really tough families out there that need our help and need our friendship, and we need to include them too. So um, that's what we're trying to do. There are things that we're going to try to do. We're going to try to do a pride drive, which we don't know what that looks like yet, but we've agreed that that's something. And maybe that looks like we're at every football game, volleyball game, music thing, whatever it may be, to try to just be there, present, help out, um, sell Raider Nation Pride t-shirts, whatever it may be. you know. And the kids can participate in that. It doesn't have to be the adults every time, but the adults need to back the kids up on it. Well, I just appreciate the two of these guys taking a lead on this. Um, you know, you can tell they're very passionate about ESAC County and our communities. Uh, it's something that has stood out for me. So when, when I returned back to ESAC County a couple of years ago, I talked about four big goals. Well, I think we started to strike off a couple of those goals. Culture is still a big goal, and with their help, I also believe we can do this. And uh, we can make something that, you know, I've had enough people talk to me that about ESAC County and the image that we have, and I think we can have a better image. There are a lot of things positive. We haven't done a good enough job of communicating the good things about our school. So I appreciate you guys um, greatly and continue to want to support. I think you've got the support of the board. I think one of the things I heard when people start talking to you and they start talking bad mouth in school, hey, you're at board meetings. You know positive things that are going on and help them find some of the positive things about our school system or you know if they've got a concern about something send them to the right person so they can go talk about those concerns with people and honestly I've I've done a pretty good job I feel the last three four months of when I hear those negative things directly to me you just have a really nice conversation about the positive things that are going on and they immediately it's funny how fast they turn immediately they're like yeah you know and they'll, they'll go with you and it, it, you don't have to follow them down the rabbit hole. I mean, I think that's the thing. It's not a fight. It's not an argument. It's just here's what we're trying to do. We want, we're not running from the problem. We're being a part of the solution. And so um, I think that's what we're trying to do. So. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. A minute or two. Yeah. Well, we could do consent agenda. That's not going to take very long, and then come back to you when you're done. If that's all right. No, oh, actually, we could probably do the administrative reports first because I oh. jumped ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. A discussion. If anybody has anything. So, no, Becky, no. any administrative report thing? Um, just hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, just meeting individually with the staff to reacquaint myself.
our meeting and looking at data and just continuing our work around that continuous improvement um, to really look at student achievement and continuing to um, build on work that's already been done, um, not really things happening. So that. So we're going to be setting some goals and, and that works. So that's all I have. Thank you. And added to hers with the elementary leadership team, uh, oh. uh, team members on that, looking forward to the transition moving forward. Uh, so they've been a part of that, I've been a part of that too. So that, that's been a good uh, inclusive thing uh, that, that's been happening. Um, at the middle school, <clears throat> we're working with the ADA um, and a newly hired uh, staff member in special education around um, how, how do we support students uh, who, who have uh, struggles with their admissions. So we're working actually with ADA and Four Oaks, and he's been a part of that as well, as well as our new staff member. I think we met four times maybe even now. Uh, Jeff's been a part of that too. Um, so we're trying to develop what that plan looks like. Uh, it becomes a culture thing of how are we dealing with that, not just one person, but as a staff, what are the layers that we're going to support these students uh, who struggle with that. And uh, getting that mentality, that mindset with our staff of that's not a uh, someone else's, else's problem, we're sending them away. What can we do in the classroom to better support uh, those students? So that, that's been going on. The other thing that's been going on, uh, of course, in July, there's not a lot, but our initiative committee has been has met a couple of different times uh, working on what our greater time is. That's kind of our advisory advice, if you will, at, at the middle school. And basically focusing on, um, last year we worked on a lot of different topics. We kind of narrowed that down this year with, with our students of uh, goal, Growth mindset, um, respect, pride, and responsibility. Those tend to be reoccurring themes every month that uh, our teachers will go through with our students um, just to kind of hammer that home, get better at that. Again, all of this came from our students a couple years ago in a, in a survey said, we don't respect each other. So this was developed as a, you know, a kind of an SEL, uh, social emotional learning uh, program to help them uh, understand each other, understand themselves, have some self-esteem, uh, self-pride, those types of things. So we've been working on that and developing that for this year. It's uh, last year was our first year. Thank you. Kevin? Yeah. Anything? Oh, um, in my report, uh, just a few things here. Um, this school year, we're going to have five foreign exchange students. Um, Actually, and representing uh, five different countries. I thought we were going to have two from Norway, and that's not the case. We're going to have one from Denmark, one from Norway, one from Sweden, one from Italy, one from Germany. So they're going to be two of them are going to be staying with John and Brenda Ulrich. One's going to be staying with Cammy and Casey Spine, and then one student from Germany will be staying with Michaela and Nate Engel. So you know, it's always a good experience um, for our students to see some of the different cultures and and. Uh, one thing we notice when we have our students here is once they get here, they love the United States and Iowa, but they don't like to go back. Uh, they really like the, the advantage that we have that we don't even realize. We just, that's normal everyday life. 
Um, and these students, when they get here, it's like, oh my gosh, if I have to go back, and some of those types of things. So those are good positive experiences, and, and these three families are rock solid, and they'll, be, they'll give those students a good experience. Um, this last Saturday, kind of going back to what Jason and Andrew talked about, uh, we opened up the school um, from 1030 to 12.30 last Saturday for graduates from Wall Lake Yauber, Lake Yauber, Nisak County come back in and tour the school. And we had 40 or 50 people that we did 15 minute uh, rotations and tours of the building and it was really fun. You know, I guess we could probably all do it. We remember some of our high school experiences. And the, the oldest graduate was from the class of 1966, and she's still telling me about her fifth grade teacher, what this fifth grade teacher did with her, and she did like this teacher over here, and this stuff like that. It just was, it was, it was learning for me as to where they get. <laughs> it's the whole back into the same place. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was fun. Um, and, and something that we also found out too is, um, they were really interested in the construction. They were watching the construction process. Uh, and they were asking about the construction and what's going on with the elementary, what's going on at, at the high school, and stuff like that. So I think they asked, are you guys going to have an open house when when this is all done? And I said, well, I would imagine we would, yes. Um, I said, I don't know when that's going to be. but uh, So there's a lot of excitement that's going on right now, and that construction has created a buzz. And like I said, these people are coming from Arkansas, one was from Arizona. They're from all over the country, but come back to, to their old neck of the woods to, to see what, what it's like again. Um, high school orientation is right around the corner. We'll have seniors on August 9th, juniors on August 10th, sophomores on August 11th, and freshmen on August 12th. And that's something we've done for years and years. Uh, it just gets kids thinking about school. When they get a chance to change their schedules, uh, they'll get their new computer. That's going to go over with the freshmen. Uh, a little, another run, run over, not run over, run over. Uh, she's going to go over with them the uh, canvas and kind of refresh the memories with that. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, oh, a big thank you to two volunteer softball players, Eric McCullough and Cindy Wilkie. They helped with the softball program this year for the charge and just helped with some of the communication and stuff like that. And, and I feel that thank you to all of our volunteer coaches that, that provide their time and efforts to us. Uh, during the various seasons. Um, let's see, last thing really is just kind of a quick thank you to Pat Wilkie, who's trying to fill the large shoes of Larry Tellingson. I know Telly has been helping Chaps on several things, uh, but Chaps has hit the ground running. He's, he's always in the building doing something and stuff like that. So uh, as, as we transition from Telly to Chaps, uh, Chaps is doing a good job as he, as he starts to become the athletic director. So, Roy, that's about all I have. Um, any questions I can ask from the high school perspective? Thank you. Thank you. I just have a couple of items. Um, one, the uh, Ray Bryan we know will be here Sunday. And um, through conversations in the past when Ray Bryan came to the area, I know the school had opened itself up for some showers and in the Lakeview building. Um, we do have a couple of volunteers who would be willing to open up showers here in the high school to help out with uh, the boosters, I think both music and athletic boosters, uh, some organizations like that. Uh, but I just want to be clear if we do that, there's always the risk of water backing up 
sewer lines backing up in the buildings. Uh, we did have that, not that it would happen again, but it's a concern about that many people using our facilities. Um, I think if we would open up the showers, we, again, we don't want people in all the buildings unless there's a, a storm of some kind, because a lot of the buildings have been cleaned already. So we would prefer to keep them out of the classrooms as much as possible. Uh, but, uh, you know, if we run some showers, uh, we, I don't think we would offer towels. It would just be a service. You have to have your own towel, and we'd set a fee. I, we could talk to Lance. I know there's a, there's a business coming in that's going to be operating showers currently, um, and I don't know how many of those will be set up. But if we would do it, we, I think we would do it for a limited amount of time. We're not going to be here from 8 in the morning till midnight at night, so maybe a block in the afternoon or something we could run some showers. Um, we had, you know, the construction area, we've had a little bit of problems with some vandalism and people breaking into some of the construction areas already, so they'll block it off the best that they can. We want that area to be, you know, off, off limits, but beyond, beyond that, we've already had a couple of issues that, you know, hopefully we've got some cameras that we can see who's maybe showing up. Then the second thing, and John can pass these out, as at the high school at, for construction, there is supposed to be a road that comes from the upper parking lot down to the, uh, the parking lot behind the school currently. Uh, and the main purpose of that road is for delivery trucks. So if people are going to deliver food to the kitchen or whatever other kind of supplies, that they could come down that road, be right behind the, the old gym or the, the new gym, and uh, deliver into the kitchen area. Well, when they cut the road out uh, a week or so ago, right away a uh, problem existed from our perspective. The road is right along the fence line. And they cut out, literally, it's about a four foot drop off between where the fence line runs to where the new uh, base of the road is currently. Now that road would be built up because you have your base and your concrete that you're going to put on it. But it's still going to be a virtual impossibility to mow, to keep grass. Um, you know, it's just, I think it's going to be tough. So a couple of things we've talked about. One, do we even need the fence there anymore if we keep the road there? But what John has passed out and what we would like to talk about at our construction meeting on Wednesday, we have meetings for here and at the high school. Could they move that road closer so as you come off of the highway, you come into the parking lot, and then you would be a straight shot basically to the uh, north side, my, my directions right, of the building. So then when they come down from the upper parking lot area, they would be right beside the building there so they could unload, and then they could either go out around the north of the building to the uh, east there where that curved road is currently. Uh, one of the concerns by having it along the fence is the way the parking lot has been set up, they're going to have to maneuver trucks through the lot, so we didn't really like that idea either. But second, a second concern that we've raised from the beginning, as you'll recall, in the project we had to have handicapped parking stalls, and so there are some handicapped stalls on that new parking lot area. Well, we still have the steps that you have to come down, just like it had steps there before. But because now that we've done remodeling, we have to make it ADA compliant, which meant we had to put in a ramp of some kind 
so people don't, who can't go down steps can go down this ramp. Our concerns are, of course, that ramp, being slick in the winter, going to have to have snow removed by hand. Is, so we've asked, why can't we make the handicap parking behind the school off the big gym, or the new gym, I call it the new gym, but the big gym of the school. And what Scott has told us, because those parking lots basically right now are separate lots, you have to have equal access from the new lot for people who want to park up there to be able to get down. We would like to be able to pitch the case that we think that it's one lot. The top part, take out possibly some of that hill, and there is a park there, but it's one big parking lot, and we have handicapped spots. We don't feel that there's a necessity for those up on top. So those are a couple of concerns. One, where the road is now, if you drive by Lakeview, it's, it's in a bad position as far as we're concerned, and it's, it's going to be a maintenance problem. Um, another part, because where it connects with the current parking lot, the blacktop behind the school, we're going to have to cut some of that out because otherwise the water is going to flow to the school anyway. And so we would have to do something to flow it towards, towards the ditch. Um, so anyway, we just want to bring you up to date that unless people have big concerns, we think maybe there's other solutions that we'd like to discuss. Problem is, it's that nasty word, change order. Change order. Yes. Well, if you're reducing, if you're taking away, it's better than if you're adding. Um, if you take away the handicap parking on uh, where it originally was put, do you have to have the ramp at all then? That's what we're hoping. We would not have a ramp up there because we're hoping by saying it's one parking lot that there's an other area that they could park that's part of that lot. That's our goal. One of our goals. I guess, I don't know, I got two feelings. I like the idea of saving money, but the people told us we could spend money too, and I don't know, maybe we should have the park, maybe we should keep the parking where it was originally designed. That's not that's not causing our grief right now as far as the road issue to begin with, right? Getting service trucks in there. What's happening up here isn't the problem, right? It's the road no. here. The blue line would have been the original plan where they'd come in and yep. turn and turn and then come through. And the yellow line would be what we were considering. And I don't think we're taking away from the original parking spot. We just think that the handicap slots would be better served on a level that's even closer to the building, in our opinion, than up, up above where you have to come down a ramp. No, I get that. So there's still going to be a parking lot up there. We're not saying that. We could still have designated... You know, I think a long-term goal for most of us is to pave that thing some way down the road so it's not a rock parking lot. Yeah, I get that. I'm just trying, trying to think that how many spots, how many spots were we going to have up on top originally? Like six, eight? Six to eight is what I recall, six. too. Six, yeah. Is there room for six where you're trying to put them? They're not, driven, they're not drawn in here, right? No. We're just pointing out that we want to have a conversation. So you, so we're going to see, first of all, we think the road's in a bad spot um, along the fence line like that. What kind of fence is that? I guess I It's really just a chain link. If you, if you walk out there, like when I walked out, you can visibly see this can be a water pump. It's all going to go right back to the school. It, it, to me, there's no question we need to consider moving the road over. What that does to the parking is probably a second right. question. 
But if you stand out there, you can see that really clearly it's way down compared to where the ground is right now. They had to cut a lot of dirt out. We don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but it's the, the current road. We have concerns that when there's it, the drains going to the the road's going to receive the drainage off the parking lot now, if I recall anyway, right? So it's going to come down that road towards, and if we don't do something on that blacktop, it's going to go right to the school. So we're going to have to cut out some more blacktop that wasn't a part of the plan at, at a minimum to get it to go to the ditch. So I think there'd be a few trees there that would probably in have that to center come area out if you move the yeah. road over. There's like four, it's four, four live large evergreen trees in center and on the top kind of grassy knoll that you'd have to have to remove. How far are you thinking about moving the road over? All the way next to the school? Or it's, it's there's fifteen foot of concrete already on there, north of the kitchen branch. Do you see that? It's a kind of a triangle shape or Yep, I see that. Um, leave that 15 feet there and then just bring that 20, that's a, that was actually specced in as a 24 foot wide road. Okay. Bring that 24 feet over so it goes straight out the uh, west exit you can see on that page. And even if nothing happens with the handicap, that's at least a better solution for our deliveries. I mean, the concrete talk guy talked about if you leave the road where it's at, he'd like to put a curb. I believe on the north side. Um, I just don't think anybody could envision it until they cut it, and when you cut it, you saw what it what it ended up looking like and doing. So, just we're going to bring it up as a concern on Wednesday. Then the last thing, so we can move on. I've been trying to think about our, our letter to go out to staff to welcome people back at the beginning of the school year. And I've been trying to come up with a theme related to what Jason and Andrew have talked about with Raider Nation reimagined. You know, and, and I know Kevin's a, a big Donald Trump fan, so he wants to give Donald a little bit of support to make America great again. Wasn't that the theme? Make America great again, though, right? <laughs> yeah, so people could remember the theme. Is there some kind of theme that we could tie into, you know, I've been coming up with Strive for Excellence, so uh, ESAC County, we are be the best or something like that, but is there something simple, a little slogan, that if you guys have some ideas that we could put back in the letter that people could buy into as a theme for the year, uh, for the school year. And so anybody's got a good idea, we hope to have the welcome back letter done by August 6th, I think I told people today. So we got a couple of weeks and we'll have that out. Elementary has talked about mines under construction. There we go. We might have something like that. So we're rolling with that. I mean, that's. Yeah. It might be a thing, but yeah. we'll just you anyway. So that's what I've got, unless people have any questions about anything. Sammy, mm -hmm. you are up. Okay, so this was in, or this link was shared with you. This is our data for the um, year, and let me just do a little bit of explaining how to read it. 
um, here you have the grade levels, and then underneath is the test that those kids take, their screener assessments. A screener assessment is just, we call it kind of a dipstick to see how our, how our core is doing, and then which kids maybe need extra support. Um, so the first column is the number of kids that were met benchmarked in the fall, then the winter, then the spring. And then this one is the number of students who made growth from the fall to the spring. Um, so you can see in TK and K it's just early reading, which is a, it's isolated skills that would um, help develop their reading um, skills so that they could when they get in first grade, they can read what we call a CBM, which is just a passage that measures their fluency. And first graders do not take it in the fall, so that's why there's no scores there. Then second grade takes a CBM and A reading. The A reading measures four parts of reading. It measures vocabulary, phonemic awareness, which is what you hear, like what you hear at the beginning of the word, back. Um, phonics, which is those decoding skills, and then vocabulary. Um, and so I have all the grades there. So if you're a mathematician and when you see 50s and 60s, you get concerned. So what, what do those percentages then really right. mean compared to other students in the state, I guess, because we're comparing ourselves in right. some way, so right? These are our literacy scores. Um, we compare, so this, we also have access to a statewide data source called Panorama, and right now I can only access the literacy. They are putting math on, but it's not functional yet. Um, so on this graph, this column says, one of the things that shows that you have a healthy, a healthy school is that you screen at least 95% of your students. So here's the combination of our two schools, the elementary and the middle school. We screen 97% of our students. There's a few students that do not get screened because they're nonverbal. Um, sometimes we miss a kid because like they were quarantined or um, they were, we just couldn't, they were sick and we just couldn't get it done within the window. Prairie Lakes ADA, 97%. Um, the state, it was at 93%. And this number is the number of students that were considered. Um, here we have both the building separated, the elementary and the middle school. And then on this one, the other thing that would tell you if your system is healthy is that the goal would be to have your building at 80% at benchmark. Here's the average of our two schools. Again, not where we want them, but you can see that we're right in line with the AEA and just a little bit low as a state level. Um, I would say this is an indication of coming off of a three-month hiatus of COVID. That it's lower than, I'd have to go back and look at other years, but I would say it's a little bit lower than what we usually end up at. And then we have the same, like I said, I don't have that comparison for math, but we do have um, the scores. for our students. So are these the kind of tests that Samuel talked about? I think the word is universal, so if there's certain 
benchmarks if kids are above 80%, and if they're below 80%, we have to do full class instruction, and if we're more than 80%, we just target yes. to certain so students. So the state's recommendation for FTSS is if your class is at 60% or above, then you don't need to do a class-wide intervention, you just do targeted interventions. If your class is below 60%, then it, you need a class-wide intervention as well. So this helps us help teachers um, know whether they need to do class-wide intervention or just targeted intervention, and then we do our best to try and figure out what that intervention is. Um, you can see we have some work to do. It seems like a lot of them, it, the winter kind of went up and then the spring. Is that a normal trend to see the spring drop off again year over year? Or is that? Usually it drops in the winter and then comes back up in the spring. This year the trend's a little bit different. Um, one thing that this graph doesn't show, and I can't pull up the other graph because of confidentiality, but when you met, when, when the fast, we did all this through the FAST um, organization. And when they present a class level, there's four graph areas. There's two that are pink, which means they've met benchmark. One is college, men's their college, like ready, or not college ready, but headed towards college. And then another one is just that they're at benchmark. Then there's two purple columns. One means there's some risk, and one means there's a lot of risk. Well, this year, for the first time, we had and I'd have to go back and look, but I know at winter we had five classrooms that had nobody at that bottom level. And even in the spring we had some classrooms that had no one at that bottom level, which is an improvement from the past. That was it just in math. Um, the leadership team has, at the elementary has talked about, you know, when we were identified as a comprehensive school, we took on math that was our low area and we made some small changes right away that started to make some positive impact we changed our curriculum and tried to teach it to the best of our ability fidelity wise and I think we saw that we made some big growth so we're talking about are there some things we can do in literacy right away that maybe a small step building wide that can start to make some of those same um, improvements and we're looking at new curriculum for um, not this coming year, but the next year. So on the column that has the growth, this number of students that make growth, how much growth, is there like a minimum that they have to meet before they're counted as not reaching? For me, for this column, no. I just counted all kids that made any growth at all. There is expected growth within okay. each. Um, and I can get those numbers for you. I have that, those numbers. So if somebody was behind, let's say they were, it's a third grader in their first grade when they take the test in the fall, it, they could just make a little improvement or they could jump a whole grade level and they're still counted in your column as growth? Yes. Okay. So, and here's the other thing. When, like the, like the A math, let's see, say in third grade, I, I can't spout the benchmark right, but let's say it's 197 is the benchmark. I maybe started at 160, and I got all the way up to 190. That's huge growth. Maybe I started at 198 and I only grew to 201. I still made growth, not as much because I'm already at, at benchmark or above. Because um, at one point, didn't we see, I'm trying to think back about a year ago, I thought we, or maybe it was two years ago, where we saw like the number of kids that were 
below or kind of what the average grade level was to right. see if we'd made some improvement as far as getting yeah. them closer. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time since I've yeah. that. Um, I can desegregate the data a lot of different ways. Um, I think the nice thing with the growth number is you, like you were talking about, you might have a kid that's the benchmark receiver. Well, they're way down here and they're, they're just not going to make a benchmark are they growing? Are they improving? That, that's the nice thing about looking at that. And I could look through, I mean, I can tell you there are some kids that this year made benchmark for the first time in several years. Um, we had kids coming in way low this year. I mean, lower than usual. You know, I, I, I'm not making excuses, but, you know, considering you had March, April, May, and the whole summer off, it made a difference. One of the things that we'll have to do with that uh, pot of money, that, that large pot that we're receiving, is you have to share with your community how you're going to use that money, and I think that's got to be done by September. And so, again, 20% of it, at a minimum, has to be used for academic gains or improvements in your system or social-emotional learning, and you have to earmark that 20%. Uh, for those purposes. Now the other 80% could all be for learning also if you wanted, but it can also be for again things like cleaning supplies for your buildings, um, mitigation stuff if we have to go back to mass, things like that. Um, you might be able to get away with some ventilation. So as I told the administrative team today, uh, you know one of my my goals would be to get air conditioning in all of our classrooms at some point that possibly could be uh, a use of some of those uh, funds. Uh, but we'll have to have a plan that we communicate with the public so it either can be done at a SIAC meeting or at a board meeting um, in the near future where we would share that plan uh, with people and then we'd have to post it. We'll have to post it on our webpage, Beth. So is that the administrative team that's going to come up with well, options? try to, yes, at some point we'll, when we learn more from the department of, we're, we're still waiting for guidance from the department, we'll try to develop a plan that we'll share more with you. It, it appears that the 20% would be, you know, we need to try and funnel that back into some sort of, you know, I know the emotional piece is important too, but it seems like there's, there's some educational needs that we need to figure out different options to try and help. That's an interesting thing that you bring up because when we talk about this new program a little bit, what do you tackle first? Yeah. Is it the chicken or the egg? Well, if, if the kid's having social-emotional problems, there's going to be no learning that's going on until you address their social-emotional problems, though, either. And so we're, that's why we're kind of going slow with this new program. We want to develop something. You know, I want to jump right in and make it a therapeutic classroom right away. Well, these guys are keep holding me back a little bit, and it's probably going to go slower than that. But... We want to create something that's going to be great for kids. As you saw on the agenda, I changed something called teaching and learning. So in the future, if there are any teaching or learning activities, TLC coaches could come under, under that. But that way, you know, it's more about you know, Brent and I and some of you, I like the numbers, you know, give me a number but put a dollar sign in it. Those are the kinds of things that I like. But in the, in the end, it still is about academics 
and excellence of our kids and what are we doing to make sure we're, we're giving kids uh, something that prepares them for life as, as uh, we were talked about earlier today. Thanks, Sammy. If there's some other way you want to see the data in the future, just let me know. And all right, and I think we're on to action items. So the consent agenda, normal stuff, minutes, bills uh, to get approved. Uh, we're, there were some legislative changes this year, so with that, I Association of School Board provides some new policies to update to those legislative changes, working on those. And then the emergency operation plan, before I got here, that was a requirement of all schools in the state of Iowa to create emergency operations plans, uh, but also they're not public documents, so we don't publish them in board minutes or anything. They're not out there for the public to see, but uh, we need to review those annually as an administrative team. But if some crisis would happen anywhere from, you know, uh, a tornado hitting our school, uh, shooting, uh, pandemic, anything like that, but that's our plan at least as a guide for us to begin looking at how we're going to address address those emergencies. And, and as probably all of you are aware, unfortunately, South Central got hit by a second tornado here uh, about uh, four or five days ago. Uh, luckily, this time it only hit the bus barn instead of a school. So anyway, I would recommend approval of the consent agenda unless there are questions. So you have a question. Just hold on one second. Question. What's the total of the bills? The total of the bills, uh, 1.4 million. Mm -hmm. yeah. There were there were two building draws in there, so 715,000 was debating for the high school, and there was 126 for the elementary. And I think the computers might have been another part of that possibly as well as the insurance the last oh the yeah the insurance yeah that insurance was the other big one yeah so there were big big, some big yes. bills yep. welcome any other questions otherwise i'd entertain a motion so moved second motion and a second to approve the consent items all of those in favor uh, opposed motion carries uh, we sent out bids for milk bread and fuel received one milk bid back if i remember right one bread bid only and then today, uh, the fuel bid came. Uh, I believe it was Elves Corner that had the low bid for. There were three. Uh, Phil got us three propane bids for twenty-six thousand gallon. Elves Corner was one twenty-four nine. Oh, it's in your packet. Star was one thirty-three, and Johnson was one thirty-nine. Correct. So Phil would recommend the low bid. We got it from Elves Corner last. Last year was Johnson, and Johnson year okay. that was Star. So okay. well, look at that. buying our own tanks and getting our own stuff has helped out a little bit. I think it's a little more competitive. So again, I'd recommend the milk bread and the, the recommendation uh, for the fuel bid. So, so move. Second. Motion and a second to approve the milk bread and fuel bids as described. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. So the bus, we did finally receive notice that we will be receiving uh, $92,000, if I remember correctly, uh, on the purchase of future buses. Now, even though we've received the notice, there are still 
paperwork that has to come through. So we had to move forward with the other bus that we'd approved earlier because it's going to be at least another month or so before we get the instructions on the bidding process. So in uh, within a couple of years, I think it's December of 2023, if I remember correctly, um, we can purchase two more propane buses, take off a couple of 2006 buses, 2006 buses off the fleet, and in the end, we will receive uh, 90-some thousand dollars back, or not quite the purchase of one bus, because a bus costs a little over $100,000. Uh, so it should put our vehicle fleet, as far as buses in the next couple of years, in pretty good shape uh, when, when we go through that process. It'll probably be about another, I don't know, we'd like to have it done before the end deadline because there's some paperwork and things that you have to submit for the grant. Uh, later in the agenda, that's the item that was added that we are going to approve that Volkswagen grant. So we changed um, to uh, another 12-passenger van that Phil would like you to consider. Remember, those 12-passenger vans have to be used. They cannot be new. That's, that's a, a, a federal law. Uh, so we don't have an exact number, but he feels it would be somewhere $33,000 or less that they can find a van. It's not the best time in the world right now to be car shopping, I've been told. Uh, so we'll see if we can find a van out there. Um, but So we would like you, uh, again, to give us permission to look for another 12-passenger van. Uh, the first two, we did make application through some of those federal funds, and we did receive, uh, so we didn't even pay for it out of Pebble or or out of lost, uh, we were. Did we get two of them? Because for a while we got one. Yeah, we got the second one. I didn't know we had the yep. second one. Okay, yep. that's my, that was my question. Yep. So the recommendation is to again look at purchasing a second uh, twelve or a third twelve passenger van. So moved. Second motion and a second to approve the purchase of an additional twelve passenger van. All of those in favor? Aye. Okay. Opposed? Motion carries. So 6.4 is that Volkswagen Settlement Environmental Mitigation Trust Project Agreement. Um, again, uh, we, will, we were allotted the ability to purchase two buses through the grant application. I recommend that we would agree to participate in the Volkswagen Settlement Mitigation Trust Project. Any comments or questions on that? Can I entertain a motion? So moved. Okay. Motion and a second to approve the Volkswagen Settlement Environment, Environmental Mitigation Trust Project Agreement. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Personnel items? So we'll do uh, resignations contracts together. Uh, we had one resignation. Uh, Brenda Schwantz, uh, a cook, um, has decided to not return. And then we have uh, one associate. Uh, Shawnee Pavlik um, would be an associate in the district, I think in the elementary, if I remember correctly. Is that right, Becky? Shawnee's in the elementary. Shawnee's an elementary yes. associate. Yes. And uh, then you don't have to take action on these, but we've started a process of some interviews when staff are leaving the district, and so uh, some exit interviews. And so the ones that you've received so far are some middle school exit interviews. The elementary staff did those, but they, they did in this form that we have that, that Danny and I worked on, 
uh, was just a form that the teachers filled out and gave back to us. At the elementary, some teachers actually conducted the interview, and so we're waiting for those results, and as we get those, we would share those with you. Um, and then we'll do the administrative standards contract separate. So you have one resignation and one contract to approve. Yep. Motion to approve those. Make a motion. Second. Motion and a second to approve the resignation and contract as listed. All of those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. And lastly, the state has adopted new administrative standards that began on July 1 of this current school year. And so for this district, you would have a principal and a superintendent who would fall under those categories. Um, some larger districts have other levels of administrative uh, teams that we don't have here. Um, so those standards, um, in the past there were six standards. There are now ten standards for both the principal and for the superintendent. But in the end, they correlate uh, together. But the two things that to remember that are different. One, equity is a big thing in the state anymore, and so equity is a part of these standards. And school improvement is identified as an area of, of improvement as a standard in and of itself. And then uh, the last thing that's a little different. In the past, the tool that we used here was basically you did meet it, you were progressing, or you're meeting the standards. This now has a rubric of if you're not meeting it, that's one place, but you can be meeting the standard, but not, there. there's three levels of meeting it. There's a basic level, and an intermediate level, and a high level. In order to achieve the highest level, you have to, again, show how are you doing some school improvement things, but how are you involving people um, as far as... Um, the work that you're doing within your building. So if you're going to do things kind of in isolation on your own, you can meet the standard. But as I understood, because we went to a meeting here a week or two ago, as I understood it, to progress further on that, there has to be greater involvement than just Kevin, Danny, and Becky creating their own, or, or me creating my own things. I need to have input, buy-in from people. So those are the new standards. You do have to approve them, and I know that some of your top, some of you guys' favorite favorite theme but they are standards out there that we'll get to approve and, and we'll learn them together as we go through them and work together with them. Okay. Any questions on those? So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the new administrative standards. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Um, board reports. Do you have something? I did. I just wanted to let the group know that I've been contacted by the SAC Community Education Foundation and they'd like to meet with a couple of board members to discuss some possible options that they have to help finance some things for whether it's or other needs in the classroom. So I'm going to try and coordinate a day for one of their next upcoming meetings. So I don't know. Brett, were you on that? Did you get that email? No, I didn't get it, okay. but I'm willing to do it. I will um, reach, is there anybody else, I mean, maybe just coordinate schedules on who could be the second person who could attend. I can do it. Are. If you want me to be, I can do it. Okay. Um, so more to come on that, but they're just looking for some feedback and ways that they can work with the, the school. So I think that's, that's all I had for board communications. 
And I think our next meeting would be the 16th of August. Does that seem about right? I believe that's the third Monday. Um, do you want to move back to your 6 o'clock time? Do you want to keep the August one at 5 o'clock? Uh, that is the week for administrators. That I think on the 17th we begin orientation with, with new staff. And then uh, Friday all staff return back for, for the, the staff meeting. Um, so honestly, the earlier the better, I think, for us. Because we'll have stuff going on right away to the morning. But uh, it depends on your guys' schedules, what works better, 5 or 6. You said August 16th? Is that the Monday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 5 would work for me. Yep, that works for me. 5? Okay, so we'll plan on the August meeting still at 5. Is that going to be here? I thought it'd be back at Lakeview, That's but fine. it's up to you guys. No, yeah, I can They'll probably be set up. Yeah. Starting, and then we'll probably be back too. Yep. Okay. How are we doing for staffing? Are we? It's a good question. I think at the elementary, in a perfect world, we would like to try to find one more elementary teacher. Um, now we are having some sections that are looking a little smaller than uh, what we'd hope for. Uh, we have a couple of sections that are be hovering around 40 kids. Um, but they're lower elementary classes, so you know the debate is: could you move a teacher from one of those sections to a, um, an upper elementary class that maybe has 55, 56 kids in it? Um, so we've talked about some options like that. But um, I think we're, and then of course we have some cook, a cook position that we're looking for. I don't know if we're still looking for some associates. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's an interesting thing. I golf on Thursday nights. I don't golf very well, but I do golf. And I become very frustrated by the end of the night, most nights. But as you listen to other people who are in different industries, finding workers is just a difficult thing all over the board. Um, I, I just don't know why it's so hard. And everybody seems to be raising salaries or trying to do bonuses whatever they can do to attract people, but it, it's difficult. Are we still doing anything for that, that what we did for the associates? No, that's that done? ended. Okay. Okay. Yep. For now, that's done. Okay. How many are we short, or do we know? We probably don't know 100% yet with the kids, at least two. At least two. Least two. All And staffing outside of associates is complete at the middle school and high school level. The coach. Staff, yeah, we have a couple coaching openings. We have an assistant football coach, uh, middle school volleyball coach, and middle school boys basketball coach for social support. Okay. We got middle school volleyball team. So, good question. We're still trying to fill some positions, but we're, you know, if school started tomorrow, I think we could make do. Might have to reassign some people if we had to. That's not. I don't. I don't even want that out there. It's something we would have to evaluate if we had to make some decisions. Any other questions, comments, future agenda items? If not, take motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. All those in favor. Aye. Aye.